0: Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at NowChurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. It is a good day in the house. I will again, one more time, add my My what's up to you, papas and daddies, and thank God it really matters. It does something in the atmosphere. It builds a community. It builds families, and we just love, love, love being able to celebrate that. Are you glad you came to church? All right, so I got a few minutes here that I'm going to jump in. I got a really good word that I'm super excited about, and I'm going to follow up uh, where Pastor Richard left off the last couple weeks. Now, it was an amazing message these first two weeks that he did Um, If you haven't been here, if you haven't been following, the name of the theme is New Creation Living, and he's been talking about, as an overview, we've been talking about our our identity in Christ and the power to grow and to change, and so we're going to dig into that a little bit deeper this morning, and I really feel, I just felt God during the worship time, and I know that he has a word for you, so I just want you to get your hearts open and ready to receive that. You ready for that? Let's pray. Father, thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my deep prayer. Here we go. Uh, so he, he looked in Second Corinthians chapter 5, and he said that, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, somebody say, in Christ. Yeah. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And then the GWT version says this, Whoever is a believer in Christ is a new creation. The old way of living has disappeared, and a new way of living has come into existence. And I know that that's a pretty familiar passage of Scripture for most of you, but when you look at the revelation behind it and why it's so very significant... We have to know who we are in Christ. If we don't know who we are in Christ, we won't be able to fulfill and accomplish all the stuff that's available for us through Christ. Now, that's not a deep concept, but boy, when you get a revelation of who you are in Christ, it takes away all of the other limitations that can be put on us in life. Um, Craig Rochelle said it this way. I thought this was a great quote. He said, real change is not just behavior modification. Real change is a spiritual transformation. I think that's a great quote. Because what he's saying is, it's great to have things and principles and stuff that you put in order and in place. It's great to have goals. It's great to have your list of stuff. All of that is important. It really does matter. But at the end of the day... Ultimate change is when God does something on the inside of you that is undeniable. It's, it's more than your head. It's more than heady knowledge. It's more than what you think. It's about a real transformation on the inside of your spirit. I'll say it this way. Um, it's, it's impossible for us to divorce ourselves from the power of the identity of who God is inside of us. I'll say it this way. It's absolutely one of the most critical things that you will ever learn and walk out. That is knowing who you are in God and who God is to you. Today we sing that song, I Run to the Father. Some of you, we've mentioned this before. It seems like I get the the special holidays. I have Mother's Day and I get Father's Day. (laughs) And, um, you know, I think it's interesting because everybody's story is different, right? Maybe your, your scenario was good. Maybe it was bad. Maybe it was, we don't know. But there's, all, there's a whole plethora of things that people walk into these buildings and these situations with. And we understand that your backgrounds, everything that has happened in your life to this point has made you who you are. Yeah. And for me, I won't go into really any of the story, but having to learn what it was and who God is as my father. Can I tell you all? I would say that there's probably five or six principles that have been the most significant things in my life. And I would say at the top of that list was me getting an understanding of God as my father. It was one of the greatest things because it changed then the way that I saw, the way that I think, the way that I function, the way that I operate, the authority in which God has placed on my life. I had to recognize who he was in me so I knew who I was in him. Now we're going to jump into Galatians chapter 3 is where my text is this morning. And Galatians chapter 3 verse 26 says, for you are all children of God through faith in Jesus. You are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. You are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Did you hear that? You are all children of God Through faith in Christ Jesus, full stop. Right? So, what I love about that passage, and I'm trying to contain myself because I got a long way to go, but what I love about that verse is have you ever had somebody try to define who you are like in one sentence? You ever had that where they say, Well, he's you're in this place because you did that. Well, yeah, but there was a whole lot of stuff that went into doing what happened, right? You know, they, they're separated because he did, or they did this because he did, or the business did because... And I'm saying, like, it's really easy for people to try to put us in a box of their expectation of us. I, I realize there's so many different things. Like, I was kind of thinking through it. Like, your age. Sometimes age can try to be a limitation, Your race, you know, your family history, you know, natural statistics can sometimes try to be a limitation to you. And you all know, sometimes when I get up here, my friends, those who are close to me, always say like, PL, it's like you have truth serum every time you get ready to start to preach. But I like to tell stories, and I think stories are relevant. Well, first of all, Jesus told stories, so there's that. But... The other part of it is, I feel like I never want you to leave the building without knowing this is something I can co- apply to my day-to-day, right? So I had somebody recently try to put me in a box, and I'll be really specific about, I've been careful because y'all, you know, we live our lives publicly, right? So we fail on the platform, we've, we succeed, on the, I mean, we're here, This is who, this is what you got, and so... Uh, you know, I've been, you know, working on the health thing. I've been talking about that almost every week now. And, you know, I accomplished something a few weeks ago, like for, for the first time in I think like six or seven years, I ran a 5K recently. Yeah. Well, I walked mostly, but <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I made it. <laughs> you got to start somewhere, don't you? So I made it. I made it 5K, okay, right? And I'm feeling good. And so I have, because of where I'm at and the season of my life and age and all this stuff, you know, I've, I, had to, I visited a brand-new doctor that I'd never visited before. I got some minor, you know, some minor cosmetic stuff that I got to do soon. And don't be worried. I ain't going to come in with a Michael Jackson nose <laughs> and, a, and butt implants next week, okay? <laughs> They're like, cosmetic surgery? What's he doing? What's he fixing? No, I'm not going to do that. But it's just minor something, just minor. So I met a doctor, and he's, he was real cool. And, um, you know, when you're meeting somebody for the first time, for me, if you're my doctor, I want to like you. Yeah. I'll spend a lot of money. You're speaking into my health. You're speaking into something that's very important, and I want to be comfortable with you. And the telltale sign for me should have been when I walked in, and, I mean, it was real cool. The office was great. The guy was nice. Um, but, you know, he had, uh, he had, he had a mullet, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like a real, who, who's that guy that's saying uh. Eggie uh, breaky heart. Who's, that? Who's that? All you heathens. All right. So Miley Ray. What's his name? Bill, oh, Miley Ray. Billy Ray Cyrus. Remember his 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 uh his mullet? No, y'all don't remember that. So this guy, this doctor. He, I mean, full on mullet, right? And he's super nice. So he's asking me questions and he's going through stuff and he's like, hey. You know, Lindsay, you're at this phase of life, and so you, you might want to consider having certain tests. And I said, yeah, that's awesome, good, I'm down. He said, this is what the procedure's going to be. It's going to be overnight, da-da-da, you're going to come in, get out, all good, that's great. You know, and this is, mind you, I just run three miles that morning. It was that day. I just got done with my 5K, and so then he says, yeah, and you know, also, you know, at this time in your life, you know, you consider, you can consider having the band done for you as well. And I was like, the band? I mean, I'm in a band, but what, what band are you talking about? He said, yeah, you know, you could, get, you could do the band because of your statistics. You could do the band. I said, I said the fat band? <laughs> and he's like, he said, uh, well, no. He said, not the fat band, but it's just the band. Now, I don't know if y'all know, I'm feeling pretty good about myself for a minute. And this dude tells me, because of your height and weight and data and all the statistics... That I need to be the weight I was when I was in the eighth grade. I said, No, man, I ain't getting no fat band. Now, let me rewind that because if, you, if anybody's had that procedure, I mean, honestly, I'm not, there's no shade on you. God bless you. But I just ran three and a half miles, Chris. So this doctor comes in and makes an assessment of me based on whatever his statistics are. Y'all getting that? He pigeonholed me into this spot. I'm like, bro, I'm doing what I know to do. I'm working. And And so we had this conversation back and forth. He's real nice. I love him. I'm going to go back to him. But when he said that I wanted to cut his mullet off. (laughs) I'm like, come on, bro. I didn't just assume you knew how to sing Achy Breaky Heart. (laughs) Can I be real? So, so. (laughs) So I realize that sometimes things and circumstances that you're living in try to box you in. It tries to put an identity on you that you, that doesn't belong to you. It tries to tell you what you can and you cannot do. This is why knowing who we are in Christ is the most significant thing you're ever going to learn. So Galatians... Chapter 3, verse 26 says, I said this full stop, you are all, somebody say all, 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 you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So we know that the on-ramp to our faith and to our inheritance is to have Jesus Christ in our hearts. And I'm going to stop right there, full stop, because I had a whole circumstance, a lot of stuff over these last few days, and speaking into people's lives, and Really, just believing God for a breakthrough in, in different ones. And when I tell you that the enemy hates it when you are pursuing your freedom, yeah. can I tell you that there is absolutely no question in my mind that there is warfare that goes on in the heavens when somebody's going after God? Can I tell you? just because maybe a circumstance happens it's not circumstantial that there are so many times when the enemy is absolutely coming after you to try to keep you from pursuing the thing that's going to actually cause you to grow and to change and so I dealt with that today I dealt with that even this morning as a matter of fact, well I'll do it in a minute Amen (laughs) so (laughs) We are all children of God through Christ Jesus. And verse 27, we'll continue on, says this. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs. Somebody say heirs. Heirs. You are his heirs, and you are God's promise, excuse me, and God's promise to Abraham also belongs to you. He says, think of it this way. Verse 4, think of it this way. If a father dies and he leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not better off, much better off than slaves. Now, when we say slaves, it's just talking about slaves to the system. Until they grow up, and even though they actually own everything that their father had, They have to obey the gardens until they reach whatever age their father has set for them. Here's what Jesus did, though. And that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children. We were like slaves to the system, to the basic principles of the world. I want to stop right there because what that passage is saying, without having Jesus in your heart... Without having a relationship with this God that we're so passionate about, you are stuck to the world's way of thinking. You're stuck. There's no way that you can get out of it. The Bible says that it said that we are enslaved to those mentalities, to those principles, to those concepts until we have Jesus in our heart. That's why we press the issue. That's why I take this time during these mornings and, and I try to give you a moment to just be in God's presence because when you can get in His face for even just a moment, There's something supernatural that can happen. There's an exchange that can take place. And so it goes on and it says, so I love the way that this picture is painted because it says that Jesus then causes us to put on new clothes. And what he's saying by that is, he's not saying that there's neither actual male nor female. As a matter of fact, he's actually leaning into and defining the fact that there is male and there is female. Full stop, amen. Amen. I mean, really. It's crazy that we have to have these types of conversations. There is indeed male and there is indeed female. But what he's saying is, he paints the picture and he's saying, I'm putting on a spiritual covering over you so that everybody, under the guise or under, not the guise, but under the the placement of who Jesus is inside of your life, that you guys are all coming in presented on the same level. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that levels the playing field. It really does. I mean, if you came from a background of poverty or lack or whatever, if you came out of, you know, for me with the the family stuff, the issues that I had growing up and all the things with, uh, you know, physical things, I'm talking about diabetes, heart problems. I'm talking about dementia. I'm talking about all this list of stuff. If that's what you came in under... There is no greater blessing than to know that I have a new inheritance. (laughs) I got a new promise. The stuff that was my generational whatever, God is saying, through Christ Jesus, I'm made new. He doesn't see me as a divorcee. Come on. He doesn't see me as someone who's bankrupt. He doesn't see me as somebody whose children aren't serving God and you don't know why. He doesn't see us as our worst failure. If I went through this room and I took statistics and I asked you, some of you, we've got all those cases in here. Some of you have gone through financial stuff, lost houses, been hurt financially. Many of you have been divorced and remarried and got spouses that are here with you today. God bless you. Many of you have generational stuff Physically and and health wise, many of you are carrying those things. So, if I asked you all of those things, it would be all in this room. But the common equalizer is who you are in Christ. I'm going to keep saying that. You are not a gambler, right? You're not addicted to porn. You're not someone who can't have a healthy, faithful life and marriage. You're not someone who just succumbs to what was on my family for the entirety of my life. You're not just a player because that's what your parents were. You're not, you're, not, you're not the limitation of those things. You are who, you are who God says you are. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm watching you girls here. And Pastor Lindsay loves going off script during messages. And I don't know you from Eve. And I know you guys have been coming for the last how many weeks, Nathisia? About six weeks. And if somebody would have told me when I was 14, 15, 16 years old, that I didn't have to be like the guys that were around me. If somebody would have told me, thank God I had the conviction of my own spirit, and so they liked me being around them, but I didn't have to do what they did. If somebody would have told me in the eighth grade that when I was at my best friend's house and he would steal weed from his dad every morning and they'd get high before they went to school, And I just kind of watched, and I was there, and I was around it. Probably getting a contact buzz, if I'm being honest. (laughs) All you spiritual people don't know anything about that, do you? (laughs) Never heard of that before. What's contact buzz? You know what I'm talking about. Stop. You ain't that holy. (laughs) No, I love y'all. No, but but if I'd have known, even at that point, that because I didn't have a, a dad growing up, and he wasn't around like I never knew him, didn't really know his name, didn't know anything about him. If somebody would have told me at your age that I'm a child of God. And not only am I a child of God, but everything that God has belongs to me. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm happy with what I'm doing now, but I think, oh, my God. If I'd have gotten this verse, let's read on. Verse 4, it says, think of it this way. If a father dies, leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not better than slaves. Da-da-da. Verse 2, it says they don't have to obey their guardians. Verse 3, and that's, what it, that's the way it was before Christ came, but he comes. Verse 4, look at this. It says, but when the right time came. Somebody say the right time. Right. So the right time is whenever it happens. I mean, he came already, right? He went to the cross. He did his stuff. So whenever you receive Christ, that's the right time. Whether it's today or today or today, (laughs) if you don't know him today, that's the right time. But it says uh, when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. This is where it gets good. Verse 5, it says, God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that we could adopt, so that he could adopt us. I know, I don't know if you're adopted or what your circumstance is, but I look at adopted children, and I think, I don't know if they realize how blessed they are. Because my mama and dad, they got what they got. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean I came the way I came that's who I was when I came but when you're adopted you were chosen yeah. Yeah. like they chose you they said I didn't have to have you but I want to have you does anybody know what I'm talking about if that could shift the way you see it like they picked you and said come into my family to my life so it says here the beauty of this passage is it says God sent his son to buy freedom so that he could adopt somebody say adopt us as well, you didn't say that part, but us, <laughs> but that's all right, but you're was, was tracking, it's right here. He says, but we could adopt us as his very own children. And then it goes on, it keeps getting better. It says, and because we are his children, then God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba. Abba, do you know that in my entire life, I didn't have the experience of being able to say, Daddy, when I'm around my family, Pastor Tristan, you don't mind me messing with you a little, but he's got a beautiful, he's got beautiful kids, two great sons, but just even recently, we were together, and it's sweet, Kylan, great girl, we were, what were we doing? And She's like, Daddy. Daddy, 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 daddy. Hey, daddy, daddy, daddy. And he hears it. And what, what, what must that do to your soul? It melts him. So the Bible says that because we are receivers of Christ into our hearts, that we are now children of God. And if you've never been able to do it ever in your life, you can now start to say, Abba. Daddy. Do you know that Abba is the Hebrew version of the word father, daddy? Here's here's another cool thing. You know the word Abba? If you look in like a Greek translation, excuse me, Hebrew translation, you find that that word Ab is literally the first letter in that alphabet. And why that is so cool is because think of it. When a baby's starting to learn how to talk, they don't know how to say it. You know, Lindsey Chucker Jambaya, they know how to say. It. Well, either, you probably don't either, but it says. <laughs> but, but when a baby starts to talk, they can say what? Uh, 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 uh. I believe God wanted to make his name so easy to say. Come on. <laughs> that even the smallest of children could call him daddy. How precious is that, man? that the smallest, that the people who aren't even fully developed yet could say, you could cry out, Abba. There's a picture that's painted in this verse. I'm coming in. It says here, verse 6, and because we are his children, God sent the spirit of, of his son in our hearts, prompting us to cry out, Abba. And now, because you are no longer a slave, but you are God's own child, man. And it says here, And since you are his child, God has made you, you, you in the back row, you online, since you have gone through the process of receiving him into your heart, he's made you his child, then he made you an heir of his promises. Now as we land here, I want you to see this word heir. The word heir, by definition, it means with, it means to possess. Um, the legal definition is this An heir is a person who is legally entitled, watch this, to the property or the rank of another person. I'm gonna say it again. An heir is a person who is legally entitled. To the property and the rank of another person. Now put this in context. If we are heirs of God, what property does God have? What a trick question. All of it. If, if we are heirs of our father, what is the ranking that God has? It's the highest, right? There's nothing less. There's nothing lacking in him. So when I started to get the revelation of, oh, I can call you Abba. I can say, you're my daddy. I can cry out to you in distress and in joy, in victory and in defeat. And I can say, Abba, I need to possess and to access some of the promises that you have for me as an heir. Now think of that. I need to possess right now the promise that tells me whatever it is that you find yourself in, we're going to talk about it in just a moment here, but it says here, an heir is a person legally entitled to the property, rank or whatever another person. And I'll close on this. It's very interesting to me that it's easy for us many times, I think, to forget about the promises that are actually available to us. I tried to just kind of pull it off in my, out of my head. And I love, I'm kind of a tactile person. So I like... I love all the electronic gadgets. I'm grateful for it. I thank God for iPads and iPhones and the whole nine. But when I really want to feel like I'm close to God, you know what I do? I pull out my physical Bible. And in my physical Bible, these pages that I'm teaching from today were falling out. They had red lines all through them. They had yellow highlights. There were creases in them. There was stuff where it was marked where you could barely read the words. But I started going back through, and I opened up my Bible And I saw God remind me of every promise he has for me. And I started looking through it. And it was promises. And I'm just going to literally just go through these. I'm not going to read every passage. Promises of hope in Jeremiah 29. Promises of comfort. Promises of courage in Joshua 1.9. Peace in Colossians 3.15. Wisdom in James 1.5. Loneliness that he'll comfort you in loneliness was in John 14.8 Prosperous soul In 3 John 1 Come on A prosperous soul Is a promise from God yes. Health Same passage Eternal life In John 3.16 You can just go through verse After verse After verse And I didn't put them on the screen And I didn't give them for, to you Because I want you to go Do your own homework <laughs> I want you to go Find your own Bible Find your own source Whatever that needs to be And I want you to look up who God is to you as an heir. You need to know how to deal with your kids. That's in the Bible. Yeah, you need to know how to overcome financial issues, situations, in the Bible. You need to deal with, uh, you need wisdom for a situation that you're finding yourself in. It's in the Bible. You need to know, you need to know who God is to those kids that you're taking care of. It's in the Bible. Father to the fatherless, defender of the orphans. Right? I bet you, hopefully you got that scripture like so deep in your spirit, Michelle. Do you know the power of being able to cover those kids and letting them know at this age that they can cry out Abba, even if they don't see a man in the house? Oh my God. Some of you need to know that you're 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 well able. One of my favorite ones is in 2 Corinthians that you are well able to overcome every temptation that comes at you. Some of you need to hold on to that promise. Every temptation, whatever you see, whatever relationship comes at you, if people want you to be shady on your job, if people try to put you in a box, you can overcome. The Bible says that there's a promise for that. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, I'll give you that one. It's my, one of my favorites. So the word, the word, the promises of God. So you can't access all the stuff that you want to inherit and all the stuff that you're heirs to without knowing the word of God, hiding it in your heart, and then owning it for yourself. Can I tell you today, I would not be your senior associate pastor who does music if I didn't get this principle in my heart and I've said it many times before, by nature, I'm an introvert. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm shy, kind of. <laughs> I'm, that's how I'm made. That's, that's kind of my posture. If you knew more times than not what goes on in my mind or used to go on, the, the mentality, the, the dialogue, the monologue, the stuff that would say would remind me Well, you don't have a dad. You are an orphan. And I'll be careful how I phrase this, and I said this a few weeks ago, but there's an actual word called bastard. And a bastard, by definition, is just somebody who, definition, it says you don't have legal rights. You don't have legal authority. And so that's what I saw myself as. That's how I thought I lived and walked and functioned and breathed. And then God said, no, 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 you're my child. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel this working. Eh? You're my son. I'm your Abba. You can, you can call me Daddy. I don't know what to do right now. Daddy. When she calls TK Daddy, she ain't, she ain't questioning whether he has the ability to help her. Right? There's no, there's no wandering in, in her mind and her thoughts. And that's the place that I know it's not easy to get to. But God, when you find that space, oh, we love you, God. And I sing that song this morning. I run to the Father. You don't have to play yet? I'll get you in a minute, though. That song is about somebody who ran away from their father. Man. Oh. I sense you in this room today, Holy Spirit. Gina, he's father. Daddy, Abba, his arms were wide. And they're strong. And they're secure. And there's nothing more masculine than you being sensitive in his presence. And that's why we unapologetically celebrate men in this church. There's nothing more beautiful, more strong, more sexy. And the women said, ooh. And a man who loves Jesus. Come on, yeah, and so here he is, and he wants us to know him and embrace him and, and be comfortable with him. It's been very uncomfortable for me for years. God, I didn't want to go in all this. I'm almost done, but I had to really figure out how to be a son to even fathers, to males. To I mean, Pastor Richard, they, they worked with me forever because it's just not my natural propensity to have a dad, I didn't get it even though I'm 50 whatever years old still 50 something <laughs> tell that to mullet I'm 50 something can y'all see I need to get healed from that right no, no lie, the next day when I went out and worked out again I was like come on mullet, every step I was, mullet, mullet <laughs> if you have a mullet, God bless you <laughs> no shade <laughs> oh, I love God yeah I'm gonna go ahead and land the plane but I feel like I want to pray for some folks not yet Brandon almost start light matter of fact let me start you all because I don't want some people <clears throat> where's the key Hit me on E flat, B flat. C minor. Run the chords. Good job. We're done. Let's pray. Um, Here's what I got though. Did y'all get anything out of that today? I need to finish. girls camera you're going to hate me for this but I'm about to come on the floor so let me just tell you where I'm going Ryan do you want to get steady cam or what do you want to do come here all for you I'm short too I had to deal with that my whole life I hated being 5'8 Chris and I got flats on today, I'm sorry. Can y'all see me? You don't need to. I wanna pray for you. What's your name? Jasmine, didn't you get baptized last week? Come on for Jasmine! Got that dope poofy puff hairdo too. You ever seen the black picks that you stick with the pick? You got one pulled on, girl. You got a pick? You got that old school Afro pick? Power to the people pick? Oh, come on. She got the pick and all, y'all. That's the way <laughs> I had to do a pro. Jasmine and Takaya and Madison and Kyla. It's in proper for a man to ask a woman how old are you how old are you <laughs> 15 17 15 16 I forget did all of you already accept Jesus in your heart every one of you right okay so here's the thing that's the Woo! that means they're heirs now do you know what that means like literally do you hear what I'm saying today did you hear the words that were coming out of my... You did hear, okay. So like, you, you understand that if you need freedom, if you need peace, if you need vision for your future, if you need to know that you're worthy of Jesus' love for you, if you need to be reminded that you're not less than because of whatever your circumstances are. I don't know if you ever knew your dad had any relationships with him, I don't know if they were abusive, I don't know what I don't know what your story was. but I realized that when God showed me that he's my father, then all the stuff that I was, I, when I said the term you know the whole bastard thing not then I'm worthy. Does that make sense? So you're worthy. there's don't ever. I'm telling you from this day forward, don't ever let anybody tell you who they think you are. Yeah. You are loved. You're beautiful. You're full of the presence of God, full of purpose. So, here's what we're going to do I'm going to have everybody point your hands toward these young ladies, if you would. And we're going to pray for them. And I'm going to cover you. And you don't have to go sideways. In Jesus' name. stop stopped a whole service for you today. You know that? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for every one of these young ladies. And I thank you for bringing them to a place and a moment, a house, a situation, and an understanding that you are Abba. You are Daddy. You are Father. And because of that, they are your children. And they are heirs of your promise. And as heirs, everything that you have available to them belongs to them and i thank you lord god i speak a hedge of protection now around their lives come on church i speak a hedge of protection around their lives from the wrong people the wrong influences i ask you god to cover them all the days of their life that you'll cause them to make right choices that you'll bring them the right people across their paths i think that they shall live and not die that you shall live and not die that the spirit of god he calls you abba Daddy, Daddy, you, yeah, and Father, we thank you for your presence now, and all that you're doing in this house, we give you glory now, you guys can sit down, thank you, come on, give Jesus a quick hand, last thing, because I saw it working in the room, and tears doesn't always indicate that God's doing something, but many times it does. And I've seen it all over the room as I've been speaking today. So keep your heads bowed. And I want you to lift up your hands. For me, in the specific ones, if it's you and your picture and perception of natural father was so messed up that it's hard for them, you to see God in the proper light of the father he wants to be to you. And the last thing you ever want to do is call out Abba because your dad was such a mess. I know I've never been in a room where that didn't apply. So if that's you, lift up your hands because I'm going to pray for you. I see it all over the place. I see you and 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 you over here. So important that we know who he is as our father. He's your peace. He's your joy. He's your comforter. He's your protector. He's your defender. That's who he wants to be to you. So, Father, I ask you in Jesus' name, every person that's got their hands lifted, I'm asking you, Lord, just to show them that you are Abba to them, that they can run to you, that they can come boldly to you without fear, without trepidation, without hesitation, that you love them, that your arms are strong, that they're wide, and that they are open to receive them. And, God, we love you today, and I just ask you to touch every life in this room. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, if you got something, I need you to give him a big old praise today. Come on. Praise. Come on. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video event registration, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you.